Amanda, remember that time a ghost solved her own murder? that time in historical podcast i'm your host amanda webb and i didn't know what the opener was gonna be beforehand <laughs> and i'm your host anna webb and this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all their favorite moments in history the drama <laughs> oh she <gosh>. went <gasps> usually we'll discuss the opener often because we can't think of a good one but yeah. She said, I'm not going to tell you this time. I was locked and loaded. Well, you told me that you didn't know anything about this topic. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not even going to tell her the opener Excellent. then. Powerful. Because um, I just wanted you to be surprised. Yeah. And you were. I was. Go me. It's spooky season still, my friends. Indeed. We are together again. Ag- with, again, 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 a live studio audience of Sawyer. Hello. <laughs> no Delilah this time, though, because we're at Anna's house instead right. of at my house. Um, it is cozy as hell in here. Yeah. We got candles. We got string lights. We got a fake fireplace on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so necessary and important. I know. We had all the candles going, and then seconds before we sat down, Anna went, wait. I I have an idea. I got it. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Put a fireplace on the TV. Yes. So, do you want a drink update? Of course. We're having some hot spice cider. Again. Clink. Clink. Another. Sorry if you were wearing headphones. I hope mm. that wasn't too loud. <laughs> Another cozy episode. And once again, never fear, I have water on deck. Water on deck. Because it is necessary for the curse. All of our well-being. <laughs> <laughs> and we are continuing our spooky theme of Appalachian spooky stories. Excellent. And we are going to talk about the Greenbrier Ghost. Oh boy. Which again, Amanda doesn't know anything about. I so don't. I'm really excited. Um, I know some people know this story. It's kind of like a popular tail mm-hmm. um so let's are you ready yeah let's, let's just get, get into it. it okay elva zona heaster what a name we're gonna call her zona because that's what she went by uh-huh. usually um she is born in 1876 in greenbrier county west virginia um her family lives a few miles north of meadow bluff which is about 20 odd miles to the northeast of Lewisburg, okay. which is the county seat of right. Greenbrier County. So when I mentioned we were talking about the Greenbrier ghost, yeah. you assumed I was talking about like the hotel. Yeah, the Greenbrier Hotel. No. Yeah. It's just the county. Yeah. <laughs> the Greenbrier Mansion. Really. Right. Yes, the mansion. Um, so Zona is the middle child. She has four brothers. Um, and there's not a lot known about like her young life because why would anybody have been keeping track about <laughs> her yeah. young life at the time in West Virginia? Um, besides the fact that, like, her family was probably pretty religious. Um, their house was, like, just near the foot of Little Sewell Mountain. Um, and they lived probably on a farm because mm-hmm. that was pretty common for everybody then. Um, and they were not very close, obviously, to the nearest town. Right. right? Um, 1876, so this is... Good few years after Civil War. Yeah. 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 So, in 1895, Zona apparently has a child out of wedlock. 
drama. Now, there's not a lot known about this child. Like, there are records of its birth, and that's kind of it. Okay. Like, on um, Ancestry.com, the baby's name is just listed as Heaster Wooldridge, because Wooldridge is the last name of the man that she supposedly had this baby with. Uh-huh. Um, his name is George. Um, and that's it. That's really all we know. We don't even know if it was a boy or a girl or what happened to okay. this child. I have no idea. Okay. Um... But George, the man who got her pregnant, didn't really have much money, um, could not support her. They couldn't get married because he couldn't support a wife, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of got off (laughs) scot-free. But of course... Of course he did. Yeah, but of course, you know, she's now in a position to be shamed. Mm -hmm. Um, And her mother, who was pretty religious, was not happy about it, obviously. Yeah classic so in october of 1896 zona meets erasmus stribling trout shoe oh these okay old (laughs) appalachian names are just my favorite yeah they are nonsensical trout was a nickname by the way yes that wasn't his name but um they were eternal and they are so they're so quaker yeah do you know what i mean like there was something so um Take a full verse from the Bible and make it your name about <laughs> yeah. old Appalachian yeah, names. I'm totally. obsessed with them. Now, when he rolls into town, he is going by Edward. Okay. Interesting. Exactly. All right. He's a blacksmith. Um, he was born, like, over in Mossy Creek, which is in Fayette County. Mm-hmm. Um, not too far. Um, he, his father was also a blacksmith. Um and at some point, that his family moves to Droop Mountain, okay. which is right by Greenbrier County, right? Um, and we're going to get a little bit more into what he was doing before he came to town. But when he gets to town, um, he takes a job as a blacksmith in a shop belonging to James Crookshanks. All these names are stellar. I know. Um, he is about 10 years older than Zona when they meet. Okay. Um, and, okay, he has been married twice before. Okay. Not everyone in town knows this, but a lot of people in town knows know right. this. There's a lot of chitter chatter about him and uh-huh. his past. Um, his first wife divorces him after he abandons her and their child. Okay. So um, that's drama enough to start with, right? Yeah. Like, so, one divorce under those conditions is scandal enough. Yeah. So his first wife is Allie um, Esteline, Esteline Cutliffe. Um, and they are married in 1885. They have a daughter together. And the word around the town that they were living in was that uh, Shu, we'll call him Shu, that's his last name. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't really want to call him Edward. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not his name. Um, that he was violent toward her. Okay. Um, and he, they split up. He leaves them. Um, and he also, around the time that they split up, uh, serves a two-year prison sentence for horse theft. Horse theft? <laughs> he stole a horse, uh, A horse criminal. That's all I know about it. Delightful. And eventually, Allie gets remarried um, to Tinker Alfred McMillan. Another or one. Or possibly McMillian. Um, 
And he, this new husband, helps raise their daughter. Uh-huh. And seems like a pretty good guy. Name after name after yeah. name. Well, Bangers get ready everyone. for another one. Excellent. Now we're going to talk about his second wife. Okay. Um, his second wife's name is Lucy Ann Tritt. Okay. And she is said to have been about 16 when they got married. uh Um, And she dies on February 11th, 1895. And word was that apparently what happened was that Shu accidentally drops a brick on her head while he is outside making repairs on the roof of their home. Mm-hmm, they lived mm-hmm. in Pocahontas County at the time. He's making Pocahontas County. Uh-huh. And she died on February 11th uh-huh. because a brick was dropped on her head while he was working on the roof uh-huh. in February. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a, so, you know, the consensus yeah. is kind of like, kind of like, yeah, that might have happened, but it actually kind of seems unlikely that that's what happened because he would not have been working on the roof. Right, in exactly. February. It's like that episode of Bob's Burgers when the they're trying to figure out if that woman murdered her husband. Yeah. Like, Why were you out there if it was raining and the fa- the boulders yeah. are fake and it's like right. all these conditions of it doesn't make any sense that you would be there at that time. Yeah, but the, it's possible what actually happened was was that she might have been pregnant and died from complications from her pregnancy um, because. They got married when she was around 16, uh-huh. so the kind of thought was maybe she was pregnant, and that's why they got then, married. Why and... the whole story about the brick? Well, because she... it could have just been a rumor. Okay. We don't know if that's what really happened. I was happened. to say, if, they, if there was a, a belief of that, I would assume it was because the body had some sort of head trauma. Well, it's a small town in Pocahontas yeah. County, man. It, 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 these are both rumors, and yeah. we don't really know exactly what happened. Well, it's it, what it sounds like is that he killed her with a brick, and then some, some that he made up the whole story about totally dropping possible. it. By accident is yeah. what it sounds like. So suffice it to say, this guy's got a reputation, right? Yeah. People kind of know, um, and there was a lot about he had kind of, he lived in Greenbrier County when he met his first wife, and then he, they moved away or something, and then he mm-hmm. moved back. And so he had been in and out of Greenbrier of County. Um, so people kind of knew him, but not, I mean, he wasn't like this prominent guy sure. in their town or anything. Um, but one person who did know about Shoes past was Zona's mother, Mary Jane. Okay. She had heard about him, and she did not like him. And now Zona has met him, and they like each other, and Mary Jane is very much against the match. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want it to happen. But can't tell her no, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they elope. They get married anyway um, at the Methodist Church at Livesay's Mill. Livesay? Livesay? I never know how I to say know. it. Um, in November of 1896, November of 1896, that's where we are. Okay. They get a little house. Um, they, it's so where they end up is what is now Richland's West Virginia. Okay. It was just like kind of a little neighborhood then. Sp- a spattering of houses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's where it took we place. Okay. Right. Okay. So. Just around the new year, in 1897, Zona gets pretty sick. Um, no one really knows exactly what it was. There could have were... been. 1896 could have been. <laughs> well, it's just about anything. now, Amanda. Okay, sorry. Focus. Sorry. Um, could have been just about anything. Yeah. Um, but there, are, of course, are rumors that maybe she's pregnant again, uh-huh. and that's what's going on. Um, and maybe that's why they got married so quickly, uh-huh. but who's to say for sure? Um, but... 
the point here is that there is a doctor who is seeing her regularly um, because she's not well. So on January 23rd, 1897, Shu gets up early in the morning, goes to the blacksmith shop, and then he leaves the shop and he goes to a nearby house and says to um, the woman living there, hey, will you send your son, who's about 11 years old, to my house at some point today to check in on my wife and see if she needs anything from the store. She might want things picked up. She's not very well. Could you just send him to check? And the woman's like, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so 11-year-old Anderson Jones, that's the young boy's name. Um, we'll also call him Andy. Uh, he goes to check on her. Um, and when he gets to the house, he knocks, but nobody answers. So he kind of opens the door and starts calling for her. Um, and he finds Zona dead mm-hmm. at the foot of her stairs. Okay. I'm going to read this quote. Um, her body was stretched out straight with her legs together. One arm was at her side and the other rested across her chest and her head was tilted to one side. I believe I heard it was the left. Her head was tilted to okay. So Andy is 11 and he's like, what is happening? So he gets very scared and he runs and he tells his mom uh-huh. and his mom calls for the local doctor and coroner who uh-huh. had been seeing Zona while uh-huh. she was sick, George W. Knapp. So it takes Knapp about an hour to get to the house. Sure. And by the time he gets there, Shu has arrived home. Uh-huh. He has carried Zona up to the bedroom um, washed her and dressed her and laid her on the bed and basically has prepared her for burial already. He's dressed her in a high-necked dress with a stiff collar um, and put a veil over her face. And this was apparently the same dress that she had, like, married him uh-huh. in. Um, but I, that was, I only read that in one source. Cool. So that's where we are. So he just, he was like, well, I'll just take care of my own evidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever's happening, it's this right, man's right. fault, <laughs> is where I'm at right now. So the doctor, Knapp, starts to examine the body, but Shu is holding her and crying. And um, when Knapp tries to examine her head and neck, Shu gets really agitated. Mm-hmm. And so Nap kind of backs off because he doesn't, he's like, oh, this man just lost his wife. Like, I don't really want to upset him. So he doesn't do like a thorough exam. Right. He backs off. Because the assumption is that she like was sick and fell down the stairs, right? Well, and also he had been treating her before, so she was already sick. So yeah, they, they thought maybe she had fallen down the stairs. Like if she wasn't well enough to walk, she had like tripped and fallen or something. Right. Her official cause of death was everlasting faint um and then it was later changed to complications from pregnancy because again like this doctor probably knew she was pregnant Uh if that was the case yeah um everlasting faint she fainted so hard (laughs) that it was forever (laughs) oh no i mean am i wrong no you're not (laughs) everlasting faint that is a fascinating cause of death i mean that's what it means i know right what else would it mean? So Zona's body is taken back to her family home uh-huh. for burial and the funeral. Um, 
her husband, Shug, prepares her for burial. Mm-hmm. Um, he places her in the casket, always handling her head. Okay. Um, he puts a folded sheet on one side of her head and, like, an article of clothing on the other side. And he's basically saying, like, oh, this will comfort her and make her rest easier. And then he puts a scarf around her neck. And when Zona's mother is like, why? why?" He's like, oh, it was was her favorite. It was her favorite. I just want her to be buried with her. No, her neck's broken. Her neck is definitely broken. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. So, Zona is buried in the graveyard of Seoul Methodist Church on January 25th. It's up on Sewell Mountain, so it's near her family home. Um, in, it, in a grave that was unmarked until 1979. Wow. Um, because they didn't think they had a reason really uh-huh. to. Which is crazy, because think about it. The most famous person buried in this cemetery didn't had an unmarked grave until uh-huh. 1979. It's crazy. Um... So her mother, Mary Jane, is convinced that her husband was responsible for absolutely. Her death. She knows it, um, and so she starts to pray. Her story is that she starts to pray for Zona to somehow come back and tell her what happened to her, and she prays every evening for weeks um, until finally. Something happens. Mm -hmm. So Mary Jane claims that Zona comes to her in a dream four nights in a row. And apparently the spirit kind of first appears as a bright light and then it gradually starts to take shape in human form. To be Zona. Yeah. Um, And her ghost tells her mother that Shu had abused her Mm -hmm. um and that what happened that night was that he attacks her in a rage when he thought that she hadn't made any meat for his dinner this is what mary jane is saying zona said Said to to me when she came to me in a dream and then the ghost turns around walks away and disappears into the night and then mary jane starts telling everybody she came to me in a dream she told me what happened Mm -hmm. And she decides to go to the Lewisburg prosecutor, John A. Preston. Mm-hmm. And she spends a lot of time trying to convince him to, like, look into this. this. Yeah. And whether or not he really believed the thing about the ghost, he did find that there was, like, a lot of circumstantial evidence going on here. So he decided he was going to look into it. Uh-huh. And he believed that... The husband had killed her, yeah. you know? If the mother was this worked up, she probably right. had some reason to believe totally. that there was abuse happening anyway. Right. So why Absolutely. not go ahead and look into it? For sure. So Preston, the prosecutor, starts sending out his people to ask questions around town. And all of the neighbors tell them that this guy is weird. He behaved really strangely at the funeral. Everybody thought that was weird. Um, and he goes to Dr. Knapp, who tells him, I didn't really get to do a thorough examination of the body. Because he was freaking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, on its own, is enough for them to say, okay, we need an autopsy. So they exhume her body. Okay. And they perform an autopsy. Um, and they form an inquest jury to mm-hmm. start, you know, they're going to gather evidence out. and stuff. So, on February 22nd, 1897, Knapp and two other doctors 
after the body has been exhumed, they lay it out in the town's one-room schoolhouse. Classic. To do the autopsy. A catch-all <laughs> building, the one-room uh-huh. schoolhouse. Yeah. Um, the autopsy lasts around three hours. Oh, wow. A thorough. And afterwards, the Greenbrier Independent, the newspaper, runs a report that says, quote, The discovery was made that the neck was broken and the windpipe mashed. On the throat were the marks of fingers indicating that she had been choken. Mm -hmm. Choken. The neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae. The ligaments were torn and ruptured. The windpipe had been crushed at a point in front of the neck. So So her neck was broken? Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, so whether or not he did it, at this point it is clear she was killed. Yeah. Yeah. So, based on his history and all this circumstantial evidence, they arrest Shu. Uh-huh. Um, and they charge him with murder. Um, and while he is being held in prison, he starts talking about his lifelong wish to marry seven women. And he's talking about it while he's in jail. He tells reporters about it. He tells them I should be let free because there's no evidence against me. He's out here saying I didn't do anything. He's just being weird. Wish to marry seven he wants women. To, he wants seven wives in his lifetime. Seven wives for one husband. I, but not at the same time. No, I know. He just wants to get through seven wives, Why? I guess. Why? I don't know, Amanda. He's a weird guy. Well, it is a holy number. <laughs> I guess so. He's a weird guy. So his trial begins on June 22nd, 1897, and Mary Jane, Zona's mother, is the star witness. Mm-hmm. And um, her witnesses, the witness of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly enough, the prosecutor, Preston, doesn't want to bring up the, like, spectral evidence. Of course not. Because he thinks it'll make her not credible, yeah. and there's a lot of hearsay in that. So he doesn't really bring it up. Yeah. He's just questioning her about, like, his behavior toward her daughter Before, and all that stuff. anyway, yeah. Um, the defense are the ones who bring it up. Uh-huh. Um, and they start badgering her about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And But she does not budge. Given. She doesn't uh-huh. budge. She's like, this is what happened. Um, all and I'm so, going to talk about are the facts. Yeah. yeah and so their, their strategy to bring it up backfires because think about where we are Mm -hmm. this is west virginia in the 1890s southern coalfield they believe in this stuff and there's a jury listening to it Mm -hmm. and listening to a defense lawyer badger her about it Uh yeah yeah they're not gonna they don't think she's nuts yeah and they they didn't want to bring it up in court because it isn't well, the concrete prosecutor e- didn't. Right. right. Isn't concrete ev- evidence. Right. But the fact that they bring it up at all makes those people think, oh, well, she if 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 she told her. Right. That's, and, there's ain't no way it's not true. And the fact that the, that the defense brings it up uh-huh. means that the judge can't tell the jury to disregard it. Really, right. Right. Um, he doesn't really have a reason to say disregard yeah. that because the defense brought it in. Yeah. Right. Um, and... People in the community really seem to believe it. Yeah. Um, Shu takes the stand in his own defense. Uh Uh-huh. And he just rambles and uh, appeals to the jury to, quote, look into his face and then say if he was guilty. Um, And and they they said. said, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The Greenbrier Independent reports that 
his, quote, testimony, manner, and so forth made an unfavorable impression on the spectators. Uh-huh. So the jury deliberates, and it takes them about an hour and ten minutes to find him guilty. Uh-huh. Um, he's sentenced on July 11th to life in prison. Um, and the papers start saying that he's convicted um on circumstantial evidence but not because of a quote ghost's testimony that's what they report uh-huh um but you know around town people are like she figured it out she d- she done told us she did tell she, us. she came back and she told us what happened yeah and the town hates this guy to yeah. the point where a lynch mob is formed Ooh. um to take him to the jail uh-huh. and ha- they want to hang him there uh-huh. um but the police break it up before anything can happen so he does go to prison mm-hmm. um he dies in the third year of his sentence, um, probably because of the flu epidemic that mm. happened that year. So he passes in March of 1900 at the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville. Oh my gosh. And he is buried he in there. an unmarked grave in that, in at the, the local pen- cemetery there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, I mean, life in prison right. for murder, where else were they going to send him? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because the local jail The local jail couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary Jane, the mother, lives until 1916. She never recants her story. Good for her. Um, There is a state historical marker near the cemetery where Zona is buried, Uh and it reads, Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. Only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. <laughs> and that still holds true. I'm obsessed with the fact that that is on a, an official historical, historical marker, marker. Yeah. in our state. Yeah. Because of course it is. Our state is the only one that can say that yeah. a ghost helped convict. There, it, this yeah. has never happened ever. Yeah. <laughs> At least where, where not the, officially. Or, or where the jury took it seriously. Into account. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. in a more co- official capacity. Yeah. Or the jury actually took that into account yeah. in the conviction. Yeah. That's so iconic. I know. In an actual, his- that's so good. That's yeah. so good. I love it. Oh, West Virginia, never change. <laughs> never so, change. Just a couple interesting uh-huh. um, things. The story of the Greenbrier ghost, which is, of course, what she's known as, mm-hmm. um, ha- is, has been the subject of four stage adaptations. Which really? I didn't, know. I didn't know that. And that makes sense. It makes a good, it makes a really good story. Yeah. Like it totally, I can see how that would play. Yeah, there's a play called Zona that was produced in 1998 in Greenbrier Valley Theater. Um, which is the state professional. Theater. Yeah, that's our, yeah, it's an idea. Um, there's the Gre- the Ghost of Greenbrier County that was produced in 2004 at the New York Fringe Festival, um, which I found interesting. Mm-hmm. The Greenbrier Ghost, a full-length musical adaptation. Um, and then there is a, another full-length musical adaptation, um, Greenbrier, um, which was written and performed by the Lovewell Institute for the Creative Arts. And then there was an episode of Drunk History about this. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it, but I knew, I recognize that. Yeah. yeah. The episode is called Believe It or Not. Okay. Interesting. Cool. So that is um, the Greenbrier Ghost. That's so interesting. There's this amazing artist, Jessica Louser, I think her name is. I found her on TikTok, and she... 
Um, I think last year for Inktober was doing illustrations of different, like, ghosts and hauntings, and she did an illustration. I'll try to find it and, mm-hmm. like, post it on our stories uh-huh. or something. Um, it's so cool. It's the, very cool. Um, I got excited that she had done it. That's, <laughs> so, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. a fascinating little ghost story. Well, and it's like, that is, that story is not uncommon in Appalachia. No. Um, just that general situation and then also that somebody would be like her ghost told me so so yeah it's so Appalachian but the fact that like it was used in court and not because the prosecutor brought it up but because the defense did the defense said actually we don't think this is going to discredit our witness you know like we think that that made it fair game yeah and the whole town was like got it that's what happened then yeah and I do believe it happened oh yeah for sure she came back and was like I mean she they would they would not have exhumed her body had the mom not been so convinced yeah that and the yeah. mom said she told me her neck was broken she mm-hmm. was strangled now to be fair she probably could have surmised that based from on the, his from behavior. the everything else yeah. yeah but i just found that so interesting yeah yeah wow we did it yeah spooky season baby love it this was a little bit of a shorter one that's but. okay Appalachian spooky season we love it yes well History's great, but today is good too. What's your favorite thing about modern times? Welcome to modern times. It's been a hot minute. It's a segment of the podcast where we talk about the things we like about the here and now. It has been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. We're going to do spooky themed modern times. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't think that we've brought this one before, but if we have, I apologize. Spirit Halloween, baby. Oh, yeah, of course. I love Spirit Halloween. I love Spirit Halloween, Last night, I thought of this when we were talking about it, and then I was sitting there going, Jeff Bezos murdered Barnes and Noble, and I couldn't sing it out because I didn't want to tell you. You didn't want to give away. Yeah. Yeah. But it was was playing. It was playing in my head for a while. I love a Spirit Halloween. I love a Spirit Halloween. I love that it comes into the shell of any building. Oh, yeah. There is a building near where we live. That is, that's our spirit Halloween. Yeah. Um, well, here's what happened to this building. <laughs> First, it was a Toys R Us. Yeah. Then the Toys R Us closed. Always a Toys R Us. Then it was a spirit Halloween seasonally. And now it's a church. Yeah. Because churches is, started doing the spirit Halloween model. Yeah. There are churches Warehouse that do churches this. are yeah. going full spirit Halloween. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> is. Sawyer is nodding. They said, yeah. But it should have been a spirit Halloween. Yeah, for sure. It's either going to be the spirit of Halloween or the spirit of Jesus Christ, our <laughs> or Lord. the Holy so, Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's got to be one or the other. A ghost must haunt a Toys R Us. Yeah, well, for regardless. Sure. Um, I love spirit Halloween. I love all of the um, nondescript costumes that they can't get licenses the for. Ones, yeah. Um, I love the wall of terrible masks. I love the accessories. I almost bought, they had several this year, little purses that looked like books from uh, various franchises, and but they were so, so small that I couldn't fit anything in them, but they were so, so cute. And they're so cheap, but yeah. they look so cute, yeah. so you're like, ah, it's going to fall apart, but am I going to buy it? Yeah. The costumes are either terrible or wonderful. There's no in between. Yeah, for sure. You never get all the costume pieces that it says in the bag. No. I'm obsessed with it. That that drives me nuts. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It's in the picture. It should be in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one size fits all, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it does not. Small, medium, large are your only options. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's iconic. I love a spirit I Halloween. I love spirit Halloween. So it fun. is not Halloween until I am inside of a spirit Halloween. Yeah, so fun. Ours now is in a strip mall, which is the other correct place for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it mm-hmm. can't land anywhere else, there's always going to be a vacant there's spot. There's always a strip mall. Yeah. yeah. Our hometown spirit halloween always went in next to the christian bookstore which was hilarious always because the christian bookstore hated Hated that the spirit halloween was there but we would go over and we'd be like i'm gonna go look at the veggie tales merch and then i'm gonna go to the spirit halloween (laughs) and that's how we lived our lives they had so much veggie tales stuff that was the only reason we ever went in there yeah you're right because they had veggie tales toys you're right and so when i was little we would go to it would be halloween and we would be going out to the spirits halloween but we would pop in the christian bookstore so i could look at all the veggie tales toys yes of course and then we would go to the spirit halloween holy spirit <laughs> activate <laughs> or spirit halloween there is no in between i love that that's a really good one thank you this is the theme for spirit halloween. <laughs> you just had to get one what's yours <laughs> okay again we might have already done this one i can't remember 90s halloween television episodes <laughs> so good <laughs> No, we definitely have not done this. We've They're probably done something adjacent to this, but 90s not this. And, and 2000. Early, early 2000s. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Cartoon or live action. Mm-hmm. Always good. Mm-hmm. The Lizzie McGuire episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, any cartoon episode. The was SpongeBob. Good. The SpongeBob. Goes, yeah. Oh, so good. The SpongeBob goes. So funny. I love a Halloween special. TV special. Yeah. One episode. Oh, the Sweet Life one. Oh my gosh, the so Sweet Life one is good. so powerful. It's so good. Oh, the Sweet Life one is so powerful. With the seance? Yeah, with oh, the oh. Excellent. They become so iconic. Yeah, the even Stevens one used to freak me out. Oh, Do you remember yes. that one? That one used to freak me out. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, they, I mean, all I want out of my life is a playlist of just, like, these old Halloween episodes yeah. from Disney and Nick. Because mm-hmm. you can't just, just do Disney, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that I can just sit down and watch on a spooky, spooky day. Do you know who captures the spirit of that classic Halloween episode like Bob's nobody Burgers. else? Correct. Yeah. It's Bob's Burgers. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. And it's the same energy. It carries the same energy. There. Yeah, but the, the beauty... the sweet thing about like the 90s and 2000s ones is that there was they just do one mm-hmm. like bob's burgers does it every year because they're yeah. really good at it but you just have like one it's true maybe two but usually not mm-hmm. and then that was the one that just lived out there yeah and was like beloved by everybody yeah it's so good oh do you know what that makes me think of the goosebumps one-offs oh Dun, 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 I dun, love goosebumps. Dun, dun. I think but we've talked dun. about goosebumps. Before, I don't know. I love goosebumps. I I'm a goosebumps girly. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So that's mine. Excellent. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody. That's spooky season. Nice. Um, it feels crazy because we're recording this way early. Yeah. Um, so it's like we're only halfway through October. But yeah, but it, we're, we're but done I have recording. To travel, and so we're recording it early. So. It feels kind of weird, but that's spooky season. Wow. We did it. Holidays will be coming up. We don't have a plan. Not at all. Um, but we'll have a couple episodes between mm-hmm. now and then. So if anybody has any suggestions for topics they'd like us to talk about, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us online on Instagram at rttpod. And we're also on threads. 
Um, and we're on Facebook if you want to go there. I don't know why you would, but you can. Um, I mean, we're there, so I can't really talk, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you want to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. Oof. Got spooky. Spooky season. Yeah, we got spooky. It's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Well, until next time, remember that time. Thank you.